part two of our message this week called the hour of urgency. How many of y'all know that there is an hour of urgency in the world today? And this is the second part of our message today on this subject. And I'm going to be dealing with, like I said, and I'm warning our world viewers and even those that are here now, some of the things here today that will be spoken from in the Bible, most preachers shy away from, and therefore they may be contradictory to you, but they're not contradictory to God because I'm going to show you, as always, in the Bible, the difference between God's Word and theology. The difference between God's Word and what's being preached to you. All right? If I show it to you in the Bible, will you believe it? Yes. Time would tell. Time would tell. The hour of urgency. Part two. Let's go to the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter. And as I said, in situations like this, this is a teaching ministry. Sometimes we preach up in here, but you need teaching. Jesus was a teacher. And so, in order for us to understand what the Word is saying, it's got to be taught to you, right? Amen. Amen? So let's let the Word of God itself deliver the message. And let me just be that spokesman for what's already written. Amen? Is that alright with you? Matthew 24, verse 15. Are we there? Amen. This is what the word of the Lord says. When ye, that means you, us, therefore shall see the abomination of desolation. Spoken of by Daniel the prophet. Standing in the holy place. Watch this. Whosoever readeth, let him understand. Did you catch that? Whosoever readeth, let him understand. Amen? Now here's the word. We're going on a supernatural journey this morning in the word of God. This abomination of desolation is found in Daniel 9.27. Go with me there. Let me set the stage on this thing. Daniel 9.27. Daniel 9.27. When you get there, please say amen. The book of Daniel. The book of Daniels. Here's what the word says. And he shall, verse 27, Daniel 9.27. And he shall confirm the covenant... With many for one week. That one week represents seven years. And in the midst of the week, right there in the middle, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of the what? Abominations, he shall make it desolate, uh, even until the consummation. What this is talking about is the abomination of desolation. You see it there. Abominations, he shall make it desolate. 
the abomination of desolation. He's talking about here the Antichrist. Amen? And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. In other words, God's going to allow him to run until that which is desolate in the earth, his spirit is poured out on him. So the abomination of desolation is simply going to pour out his spirit on the desolate. Amen? Don't be in the wrong number. Now, let's see about this fella here. Let's go to Isaiah 14, verse 15 through 20. And let's see about it. Isaiah, we're talking about the Antichrist. He's known as the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place. Now remember it said, now when you see him, when you see him standing in the holy place, whosoever read it, let him understand, right? Okay, so we need to get some understanding now. We need to get some understanding on this, right or wrong. You've read it, but you haven't really paid no attention to it. You just ran over it. Thought it was just there, you know. We're going to try to help you this morning. There's more to this Bible than Daniel in the, in the lion's den. There's more to this Bible than look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor. It's more to this Bible than just telling you that God's going to give you a new car or a new house. It's more to this. It's more to this, people. And this is all about waking the people up. Because the hour of urgency is at hand. You better hear what I'm saying here. The, the hour of urgency is at hand. It says here in Isaiah, the 14th chapter, starting at the 15th verse. Up above that, it talks about a fellow named Lucifer. Then all of a sudden, something changes. And you will find the same scenario in uh, uh, the 28th chapter of Ezekiel and in Revelation. But we're going to deal with some parts of Revelation to cohabit with this this morning. But we don't have time to go through the fullness of all of this. The verse 15 says in Isaiah 14 verse 15, it says, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell. Hell is the grave, y'all. Hell is the grave. This, when you look up this word hell, in its original text, it means grave, okay? It's the same as Hades in the New Testament, okay? If you know about the Bible, hell is not the worst place you can go, people. If you know the Bible, in the book of Revelation, it tells you death and hell was cast into the lake of fire. Read your book. Read your Bible. Death and hell shall be cast into the lake of fire. That's the worst place. That's the worst place. It says here, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Mm -hmm. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee. Now watch what they're going to do. And consider thee, saying... Is this the who? Call him a man. That made the earth to tremble? That did shake kingdoms? Is this the man? Now they are looking upon him narrowly. Why are they looking upon him narrowly? Because when you read Revelations, the 12th chapter, you'll hear about the war that breaks out in heaven. And Satan 
at that time is cast out of heaven for good. Right now, Satan has access to heaven. He still has access to the realm of heaven. He accuses us day and night before God. That's what the book says in Revelation. In the Revelation, the 12th chapter, he'll be kicked out of heaven for good. In other words, his place won't be found no more. Like when the sons of God got together in the book of Job, Satan was also there. And, he, and God said to Satan, where you coming from, Satan? And he said, from going to or fro and walking down, up and down in the earth. And he said, have you considered my servant Job? He said, well, if he didn't have access, how was he sitting there among the sons of God when they came before the throne of God? Amen? Just giving you a little bit of background. So, because it's a lot, we're going to be dealing with a whole lot here today. Because after all, God is a whole lot. He's all of it. You know what I'm saying? So it's time to get some more of this. Somebody say, I want some more. Want some more. All right, let's get it on. Now, he said that they shall see thee narrowly. Called him a man. Said, made the earth to tremble and made kingdom to shake. Verse 17 in Isaiah, the 14th chapter says, That made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners. And the kings of the nations, even, not some of them, but say all of them, lie in glory. Everyone in his own house. Watch what it's saying here. He's talking about all the kings that have died. They're laying in their glory. Everybody from Pharaoh to Kennedy and all the rest of them. They're laying in their glory, in their monuments. But watch this word here. Verse 19. But thou, talk about the Antichrist, are cast out of Thy what? Whoa, didn't he say he was going to go down into the, the, the pits of hell? The grave? But the Bible says he ain't going to stay there. Look at here. It says, but thou art cast out of thy grave like an a, what kind of branch? We're talking about the abomination of desolation. That's standing in the holy place. Watch it now. Now the word of God says that he's going to be cast out of his grave like an abominable branch. And as a raiment of those that are what? Look at that. He was killed. Thrust through with a sword that go down to the stones of the pit as a carcass trodden under the feet. But look at verse 20. It says it again. It reiterates and it says, Thou shalt not be joined with them in burial. Wait a minute. He went down, but he ain't going to stay. Y'all don't get it. See, everything that God sent Jesus through, including the resurrection, Satan has got to send a man through. And he's got to be resurrected too. That's why the Bible said that the grave ain't going to hold him. He's going to be cast out like an abominable branch. Watch this word. Watch Revelation 13. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but i got to go there now. The Holy Spirit said, go there and show him. Go to Revelation. Revelation, the 13th chapter. Verse 3 and verse 4. Are we there? Because I'm going to be going back here. But I want to show you something. In verse 3. Just want to briefly show you something. 
in verse 3. Amen? Amen. Watch this word. It says in Revelation 13, verse 3. Are we everybody there? It says, And I saw one of his heads as it was what? Wounded unto what? Unto death. Must live. As it was wounded unto death. Amen? Amen. And his deadly wound was what? And all of them wondered after the beast. Watch this. Remember he was thrust through with the sword? He was killed in Isaiah? That's the deadly wound in Revelation. That's the same one. But watch what it did. Didn't it say in Revelation, but the wound was healed? That means he got up from the deadly wound. He was healed from it. That's why Isaiah tells us over here in the 14th chapter that the grave ain't going to hold him. Say so he'll be cast out of his grave like an abominable branch. Y'all see the word there? Everybody following this. Because I'm showing you what's in the book. Now, before he's killed, he's just a regular man. He doesn't know he's the Antichrist. He doesn't know. But when Satan is cast out of heaven during that time for good, in the book of Revelation, we're talking about future. When he's cast out of heaven for good, then Satan has never had a body to dwell in. Never. His demons dwell in, but Satan himself has never had a body to dwell in. The fullness thereof. Just like Jesus is the only one so far that the fullness of the Godhead Father dwelled in. Everything God does with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the devil has an unholy trinity that he mimics. He mimics everything that God does. That's why the saints are so easily deceived. That's why they're so deceived. That's why I said if these days weren't shortened, they would no flesh be saved. None. None. That's how tough this thing is going to get. And we're right, on, we're right on course for it. Now, but when he's cast out of the grave, he does what God does with Jesus. The Satan is cast out. Now he's looking for a body. So what does he do? He goes to the most powerful. The most powerful. Who has just been assassinated. He's going to resurrect him. That's why the Bible says that the deadly wound was healed. He had a deadly wound now, but it was healed. That's why the Bible says in Isaiah that he went down into the grave, but he was cast out of the grave. You understand? Say, you ain't going to be joined with them other kings who in their glory and everything, thy fellow. Say, you won't be joined with them. No, I got something else for you. I got something else for you. I got a, still got a task for you to do. So get up. I'm going to let Satan raise you up. Because I've already ordained whatever's going to happen. It's already been ordained. And God ain't going to change his word because we don't want to conform with it. I'm sorry, church. It's not going to happen. You might as well get this thing right and get it right right now and get up under some authoritative preaching that, and cut all this Christian dumb foolishness out that they got out here. Because we're going to die and go to hell fooling with leaders out here hollering about, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor. Do y'all realize what's going on out here? 
Broad is the way that leads to hell, destruction. Everybody go that way. When you see everybody going one way, you run like the devil the other way. Because the straight and narrow ain't but a few going to get in. That's what it says. And that's God say, Jesus say, enter ye in through the straight gate. Not that wide one, but that straight gate. We'll get back to Revelation in a minute. But go back over here to um, um, uh, Isaiah, the 14th chapter, verse 19 and verse 20. Are you there? But thou art cast out of thy grave, verse 19, like an abominable branch. We're talking about the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place. The hour of urgency, part two, is the title of this message. But thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch, and as the raiment of those that are slain. See, he's dead. But uh, he, the grave don't even want him. Got to get up. But I'm tired. But you're going to get back up. Verse 20 goes on to say, Thou should not be joined with them in burial. Why? Because you've destroyed the land and slain thy people. That's why. As we go back to Revelation 13, verse 3 and verse 4, here we go. Like I say, this kind of teachings, you know, you, you, we've got to stay on point. And we're going to let the scripture do its job in you. Okay? See, I don't want you to believe me. I want you to believe what the word says. When I start preaching the word up in here, you leave. Did you hear me? I'm talking to all of you. Empty. When I start preaching the word up in here, it's time for you to go. Now, you better hear what I'm saying. But you can bet, as long as I got breath in me, I'm preaching it. Amen. You can bet that. So if you don't want to hear it, don't come. But if you want to hear truth, come on in the house. Amen. Come on in the house. Because everything that you thought you knew about this thing, we got another revelation that's going to show you just how off you've been. We following these leaders out here. They, they, it's dangerous, y'all. Y'all better, better check yourself before you wreck yourself. You better get it. The Bible said, get under one shepherd and be there with it. And be there with it. All this other stuff that's running around out here to and fro and in there, you get, you're picking up all kind of ticks. Uh. Revelation 13, verse 3 and 4. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world, not some of it, but all of it, wondered after the beast. Like, oh, we. Now the beast is dance Christ. And they did what? They worshiped the dragon, that's Satan, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is likened to the beast? Who is able to make war with him? They just done pushed God out the way. <laughs> They just don't push God out of the way. Now they're going at what they saw. You see, straightforward. They're going at what they saw. See, see now, they, now they done bought into the lie. Because you see, 
They think because he's been resurrected. See, they never did read Isaiah and Revelation. They stayed away from that. <laughs> oh, preacher never did preach that to them. So see, they didn't even know what was in there. So they didn't know what to look for. See, 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 when the, when, when the, when, when the Antichrist was risen up out of the grave, see, they thought it was God's power that was doing it. Because they didn't know no better. See, they never read the back of the book. They never were taught it. So what the devil does is, God said, I'm going to send a strong delusion to him. Go to 2 Thessalonians. When this fellow is raised up, watch what he does. 2 Thessalonians. I'm going to hit you hard today. 2 Thessalonians 2 through 5. Say amen when you get there. I want you to see it. 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 5, excuse me. 2 Thessalonians, verse 1 through 5. Are we there? Now we beseech you, this is Paul talking to the church. He said, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus and by our gathering together unto him. Let me stop there one minute and let you know what was going on in Thessalonica at that time. They had thought that the, the uh, gathering had taken place, what, what, what Christendom called the rapture, okay? They had thought that it had already taken place. Paul had to get them straight on some things. Paul said, look here. Let me tell you something. He said, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. That ye be not soon shaken in your mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Because, see, they were tripping. They, 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 they were saying that oh, this thing is already taking place. And, and Paul had to straighten them, you know. He said, verse 3. Please read verse 3. Let no man do what? Deceive, Deceive you by... Any kind of mean? By any means. He's fitting to tell you what's going to happen before the day of the Lord comes. This is where Christian don't will send you to hell at. They'll teach you just the opposite of this, but watch the word. Show it to you in the word. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come. What day? That day when the rapture takes place. That's what we're talking about here. Except there come a falling away first. There's got to be a falling away from the truth first. We, we there, y'all. We there, y'all. And that man of sin, that's the Antichrist, be revealed. He's got to be revealed, known as the son of perdition. He's got to be revealed before Christ even come to get his church. But they've been teaching y'all that you'll be gone. But that ain't what God was saying. I'm going to show it to you all through this Bible. If you see it in here, will you believe it, y'all? Amen. How many of y'all got a problem with what's in here? As opposed to what you believe. Because you can believe what you want to believe. But it ain't going to change what is. Oh, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. <laughs> see, 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 that's why you can't argue with me. You got to argue with this. Because I'm showing you in the book. See, if I was up here just popping off at the mouth, you'd say, well, I don't think that preacher knows what he's talking about. Well, now you just in direct opposition to God because you yourself just looked at it and read it. Amen. I ain't finished with you yet. 
I'm not finished with you yet. Verse 4 says, this is what he's going to do. He's going to oppose. Now, he ain't going to be revealed till he cast out of the grave, right? That's when he's going to go into the temple and proclaim, that's the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place. That's in uh, Matthew 24, verse 15. That's where we started at. Now, verse 4 says here in Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 4 says, Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, so that he adds who? What does he do? Sitteth in the temple. That means he dwells in the temple of God, showing himself to be who? That's the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place. That's him. Remember, watch this. Verse 5. Remember ye not that when I was with you, I told you these things? You better start remembering what's being told to you. You better start remembering what's being told to you. Because spiritual diarrhea, ain't that what you call it? Yeah, spiritual diarrhea, go in and go straight through you. And then you go right back to sleep on the truth. You go right back to sleep on the truth, that's what happened. And then you get your head busted and you wonder why. Why does this keep happening to me? Look in the mirror. If you want, stop asking why, look in the mirror. The answer will be all in your face. Just look if you dare. Make sense? Matthew 24. We're going to dissect this thing all the way down. We're going to let Jesus do the walking and the talking. Matthew 16. Everybody all right so far? Everybody understand that this Antichrist is going to be resurrected according to the Bible. Everybody understand that? Okay. If you didn't, get scripture. I mean, get a tape, CD. Get a CD, get your Bible, go and study it. And you'll see it. It's plain. Verse 16, Matthew 24, verse 16 through 31. All the way down. These are red letters. It's the man speaking, the master. Then let him, I'm going to go back and read 15 again just to get you straight. When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place. In other words, when you see him stand and proclaim himself to be God, and it's going to be on CNN, Fox News, and all of that. It's going to be on all of that. He was dead, our leader was dead, but all of it, he's resurrected. It's going to be the whole world going to marvel at it. It's going to be on cable news. It's going to be all on the internet. It's going to be all in everybody's house. It's going to be everywhere, y'all. And you're going to see it in a theater near you. You're going to see it. And all the world is going to marvel at it. You understand? But the Bible, this is what the Word tells Christians to do. When you see it, that's your indication. That's your cue. Now, Jesus is to get down with this thing now because he done gave us the cue. He done gave us what to look for. He said, now, when you see it, when it's revealed, because two things got to happen. There's got to be a falling away of love and the son of perdition. When he's standing in the holy place, claiming himself to be God, he's going to be revealed right there to those that have an ear to hear and eyes to see. 
Word of God said, now when you see this, he said, look here in verse 16, Matthew 24, 16, over there. It said, then let them which be in Judah, Judah means praise, flee into the mountains, which means now, if you're in praise, when you see this happen, you better go into another level of praise, a higher place of praise. That's what it's telling you. I ain't talking about running over no mountain over yonder. You're talking about running to God inside of you, to that mountain. Now hear me now, we, we, we preaching spirit up in here. Verse 17 says, let him which is on the housetop, those of us that are in that high elevated place, not to come down to take anything out of his house. Don't, don't look back, Lot's wife, talking about I got to do this and I got to, no. Where you going, you don't need no ticket. You just get on board and you don't need no baggage. Hey, man, come on. Talking about going back to get your iPhone. Then you get stuck like Chuck. Called the train gone. Remember I told you. Word says, don't come down to take nothing out of your house. Look at verse 18. Neither let him which is in the field, that's the field of doing the work of the Lord, return back to take his clothes. In other words, stop going forward in God and then going back and taking on that old nasty filthy garment again. I bet that hit everything in here. Raise your hand. The devil is a lie. All y'all ain't perfect. See, that's them perfect Christian. See? <laughs> I'm going to do it again. <laughs> no, I won't. But anyway, God knows. God knows. See, see God wants us to be honest with each other. Didn't God say that if you want to be healed, that we need to confess our faults to one another? And it's hard for some of y'all to admit your faults. Oh, you see everybody else's. I call that religion. That's a nasty thing to have. You need to get saved. I mean truly saved. Because when you're truly saved, you throw religion out the window and say, come on, Lord, free me. Free me from what, myself? And my judgment. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is what the words say. The words say in verse 19, And woe unto them that are with child. That's them babes in Christ. You know them old milk suckers that don't want to go no higher with this thing. That's them old babes in Christ that been a babe 50 years. Am I in the house? I tell you, get rough up in here. I tell you that if you, this is a truth-speaking church. It say now, you, you, you ain't got time to be hanging around being a baby. You got to grow up in this thing, people, because of the hour of urgency. There's an hour of urgency. And God is talking to us. He said now, and to them that give suck in those days. You say, woe to you. You know those that like that milk. <laughs> Can't get them off that milk. I don't want that milk. I don't, I don't want that meat. You know, uh, we need, we don't serve milk up in here. We don't serve that up in here. You can got that somewhere before you come here. You come here to get fed. A real meal. In here we eat the bone and all. We don't just eat the meat, we eat the bone. Yeah, all of it, because it's got protein in the marrow. Yeah, we eat it all. You know how old folk you chew on them chicken bones? I sit there and see them eat the whole bone. Huh, grandma used to do it. Yeah, she used to do it and didn't have no teeth. And work them. It's all right. She's a good woman. She did what she had to do. Hmm. 
Now what we better do, do what we got to do. Stop complaining and get up under some real stuff before we get messed around and go slap. Cause let me tell you something, when this thing hit, y'all know they had an earthquake out there in, uh, we just talked about earthquakes this morning. I mean, last week, they had an earthquake out there in California this morning. And just earthquakes, just, just sorrows, just wake up, that's all. Then, now watch this. Ooh, watch this now. Verse 20 says, but pray that your flight be not in the winter on the Sabbath day. Watch this. Pray that your flight don't be in the winter. The winter is a time when ain't nothing going on in your life. That's a dry period. Amen. In other words, pray that this thing don't take place when you're struggling in your faith with God. God just threw something real heavy at y'all. I hope y'all understood that. And pray that it don't be on the Sabbath, because that could trick you too. You think you ain't supposed to move. You better get to moving. You better get to moving. Verse 21 says, Then shall there be what kind of tribulation? Wow, he's laying this thing down. Now notice now, now watch what God is saying here now. Remember, we started with verse 15 where it says, the abomination of desolation. Remember, that's the Antichrist. Remember, two things got to happen before God say he come to get his church in 2 Thessalonians. Remember, falling away from love and this guy got to be revealed, right? And then God say, I'm coming to get my church. So the guy been revealed in verse 15. Now we're walking it on down and you're going to see where God is going to come and when he's going to come to get his church. Watch, watch the word. Watch the word. I know some of you are going to struggle with it because of your, your wrong teaching. But it's okay. It's still in the book. book ain't going to change. You just got to line up to what it say. That's all. You know. Watch this. Verse 21 says, For then shall be, what kind of tribulation? Great tribulation. Such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Now watch this. And except those days should be what? There should no flesh be what? <laughs> but for whose sake? Who's the elect? Somebody say it. Who's the elect? Us. Y'all don't even know who y'all are. Y'all pitiful. You don't even know who you are. Well, you ain't said it. Now I'm going to ask you again. Because you need to rehearse this. You need to know who you are. See, I keep telling you, don't nothing happen until you speak it. Didn't nothing happen until God spoke. Everything just there. You can be the elect, but if you don't speak that thing, it ain't going to never be concrete in you. You're going to still be walking around here a defeated Christian. Y'all don't want to hear the truth. You can't handle the truth. So I'm going to ask you again, who's the elect? Still ain't got it. One more time, who's the elect? Did it hurt? Didn't hurt, did it? Before we started praising God, everybody was just as loud in here and everything. Then when, when it comes time to give God some, you know, then we get, don't we? Just waking you up, that's all. Y'all know me. Y'all know I keep you on your toes. Why? You got to stay alert, man. 
That's what our job as preachers is to do. Our job as preachers ain't to make you feel good. Our job is to keep you on point with this thing. I'm just trying to help you, keep you from going to hell. So that when I get that, you know, when I get up out of here, God will say, okay, you did what you need to do. You finished your assignment. Well done. Come on up. But I want you to come too. I don't want you because you're lazy not to make it. Or because you're crazy. Both of them the same. One cousin to the other. <laughs> I better get up here. <laughs> yeah, cousin lazy. First cousin to crazy. Mm, both of them running neck to neck. <laughs> That's bad, ain't it? Huh? <laughs> I know I get a laugh out you. It's okay. Love you too. Verse 22 says, and except those days, if they weren't shortened, there would be no flesh saved. Now that's scary, y'all. That means this thing gonna get ugly. Watch this. Verse uh, 23. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, don't you believe it? Be careful what you're listening to, people. In these days and time, I'm telling you, you better be careful to what you're listening to. People, this ain't no time to play padded church pews. This ain't no time, people. Like my man Jake said, get ready, get ready, get ready. This ain't no time to play. This ain't no time to play now. Verse 24 said, For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and they're going to show great signs and wonders. Oh, they're doing it. Insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Boy, that's tight. That's tight. Verse 25 said, Behold, he's reiterating this. I told you before. He's saying this because now if you get caught wrong like the five foolish virgins, all ten of them were saved. All ten of them girls were saved. But when the five of them wise, and there were five of them foolish. And when the bridegroom came, they missed it. They missed it because they were foolish. Because they were out trying to get some oil when they should have had their oil and had their lamp trimmed. In other words, they should have been where they should have been with God. But because they weren't, it caused them to be messed up. Verse 26 said, Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert. Don't you go there. Behold, he is in the secret chamber. It say, Believe him not. Watch this. Verse 27. For as lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Lord. For wheresoever the caucus is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Now, a lot of people don't understand what this is saying. The caucus are the dead in Christ. Give you some information on this. We're talking about the rapture here coming up. Watch what it says. Wheresoever the caucus is, in other words, wheresoever the body of Christ is, the dead in Christ, the body. There will be the eagles be gathered together. The eagles is your new 
spirit, your new life, your resurrected life, because you're going to meet him in the air. Eagle fly high. So wherever the body is at that time, that's where the eagles are going to be gathered together. Because like lightning flashing from the east to the west, so shall the Son of Man be. He says in the book of 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, starting at the 16th verse, how he's going to descend from heaven. And the dead in Christ are going to with a shout. And, and the voice of the archangel and the sound of the trumpet and the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And those that are alive are going to be taken up and gathered with the Lord forever to be with him forever in the air. In other words, in the spirit. What he's saying is, and then he goes on and says, now y'all comfort each other with this word. Comfort each other with it. See, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be putting the vision of eternal life in church members and not the vision of how you're going to get a new car and look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor that God said this and God ain't said nothing. That's you. We're supposed to be putting a, a vision of eternal life in people. Ain't that what you got saved for? And see, we're off the mark. Most of them don't even talk about eternal life no more. All they talk about is people's problems. Because that's what people want you to do. People want you to talk about their issues. Instead of getting you out of their issues, they want you to stay there with them in their issues and talk to them about their issues. Time for you to grow up out of your issues. Verse 26. Verse 27, verse 28, verse 29. Watch this. Here's the rapture. Immediately after that, those, after the tribulation. When did he say before? But they've been telling you before, right? They've been, now, now, now here's where it's going, some of y'all going to have to fight against God's word. Because see, I'm going to show you in the book. I know what you've been taught, but you've been taught wrong. But I'm going to show you in the book. And it don't make no difference whether you go to your preacher or whoever else, where you come from or whatever. I don't care, y'all. I don't care. It still ain't going to change this book. I don't care what some preacher tells you. If it ain't come lining up with this, then he's wrong. He's a false prophet. That's right. The word says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, verse 29, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall appear, verse 30, the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he shall do what? Send his angels with a great sound of a what? That's what First Thessalonians 4 said he was going to do. Send his angels with a sound of a trumpet and they shall gather together his who? Who's the elect? Oh, when he going to do it? Before or after the tribulation? I ain't finished with you yet. I ain't finished with you yet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Well, here's where the uninformed will say, well, he just talking about heaven. Oh, earth ain't in the realm of heaven if you out there. But wait a minute. I got something for you. I got something. See, see these, these prophets, they ain't joking. These apostles got some stuff for you. You think they're going to leave you undone? See, they already know the tricks of the mind. That's what I like about them. They already know how you're going to try to disevaluate what God is saying. Go, <laughs> go over here to Mark 13, 24 through 28. Go there. Mark 13, 24 through 
28. Talking about the same thing, but only he's going to get a little more in depth. Amen? Amen. I ain't got to preach it hard. I just got to teach it to you. Amen? Are we there? Amen. Watch this word. Mark 13, verse 24. But in those days after what? That tribulation. That's that great tribulation. What did he say before or after? Somebody say it. Okay, we're on the same cue here. The sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. Same thing again, he's saying. And the stars of heaven shall fall and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. And then shall you see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with the great power and glory. See that? Same thing. And then shall he do what? Somebody say sin. His angels and shall gather together his who? Somebody say us. From the four winds, from the uttermost parts of the what? Earth. Oh, he put earth in there that time, didn't he? To the uttermost parts of the heavens. You see that? He put it all in there. Okay. See, you can't fight against this word. Who did he say he's going to do it? Ow. Did you read it? Amen. Did you read it? Church? Well, almost finished. About five minutes. We're done. Revelation 7, 13, 14. Revelation 7, 13, 14. Boy, y'all work a brother. Y'all know that? Do y'all know y'all work a brother? Revelation. 13, wait a minute, Revelation 7, verse 13 and 14. Now here we go. I want you to understand something here first. One of the biggest mistakes, remember when I talked about the, over there in Daniel 9, 27, it talked about that one week. It was 70 weeks appointed, 69 went by, then one week was placed on the back end, you know. They call it Jacob Trouble. Now, they also call it what we call the seven-year tribulation. Well, church, that's where they went error at. It's not a seven-year tribulation. This is what it is. It's a seven-year period with the first three-and-a-half years is the tribulation of the saints, and the second three-and-a-half years, which equals seven, the second is the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. So where they went wrong, where theology went wrong, and where the preachers are going wrong is, is they've set up this doctrine to satisfy the flesh. To tell you, and they're setting you up, that there's a rabbit out there, but really there's a grizzly bear out there waiting on you. And some of y'all ain't going to listen. And the grizzly bear going to get you. Because the word of God ain't going to change for you. So you've got a seven-year period. The first three and a half is tribulation of the saints. The second half is the wrath of God against the children of disobedience. And the, the, the children are going to be taken up, God's children will be taken up in the middle of this thing, according to this word, because they said immediately, somebody say, How do I put that out there to you? See, you can't fight the word. You can't fight the word. 
See, the word is the word. All, you got, all God looking for is somebody crazy enough to preach it. That ain't trying to be popular. You see? That ain't afraid to tell you the truth. That's what God is looking for. God is looking for leaders that's going to stand flat-footed, preach the word of God, bring a church under subjection like it's supposed to be brought under subjection, and, and, and take the foolishness out. That's why y'all come to the house today, because you've been everywhere else, and now you want peace. Now you want to know the Bible. You want to know really what God is saying. That's why you keep coming back. After you make your rounds, then you come back. I'm not dumb to what's going on. I'm not dumb to it. Revelation 7, verse 13 and 14, over there. Watch this. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And where did they come from? Amen? He has two questions. Who are they? Or what are they? Same thing. And where did they come from? See, see he's asking... St. John, this. He won't know whether St. John know who you folk are. And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came where? Out of what? Whoa. 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 They came out. This is what the word says. And have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the who? Lamb. Does that not sound like us? Is that not us? Yeah. Well, then where's this doctrine coming from that we're going to be taken before the tribulation? When God say, no, after the tribulation, I'm coming to get you because I'm going to take you slap up out of the mist, does I'm going to shorten the days. Because after I shorten the days and get you out the way, then I'm going to rain Cain on what's left. I'm going to rain Cain on what's left. Boy, it ain't going to be pretty. Because what they've done to us during that time and the way that they're cutting our heads off and persecuting us around the world now, and it, like I say, it'll be here soon. You know, it'll be here soon. That's why we're trying to. That's why God say, "I need you to put forth this series called the Hour of Urgency," because something is about to happen, and it's going. Like I always say, it's going to be playing in a theater near you. You know, and we're getting we're getting it set. We're getting the stage set. You see, because people are getting tired and they're uprising. And then the forces of evil are causing uprisings. And there are going to be clashes. Nations are going to begin to rise up against nations. People are going to begin to rise up against people. Y'all better hear. You see, you're not, you, you see, that thing is creeping in. It's creeping in. And there's going to be an explosion. There's going to be a real explosion. And they got these crazy folk on both sides of the fence who has a what we call a platform to control the minds of the people and to keep you in division 
and have you hating people that you don't even know? Have you hating people that don't even know you? It's called propaganda. It's called brainwashing. And the Americans have become brainwashed. They become brainwashed. They brainwashed them in the job site. They brainwashed them in society. They brainwashed them in the church. And that's the most awfulest of the places that they've done a disjustice and a disfavor to God. So God is raising up a few more prophets now in the world that's going to speak. That's going to speak. Because we've, and he's given us a platform to the world. That's why we got these things here. Because God is not interested, not, he's, he's interested in you, but he's not interested in the size of a building or the size of the people that are in there. That's not what he's interested in. He's interested in whether you're real with him or not. That's what God is interested in. God is wanting to know whether you're real with him or not. So because there's such a low degree of people who are real with God, anybody can say they're Christian. You hear it all the time. But that's a, that's a mighty big cross to carry. That's the one you got to take it all the way up the hill of Golgotha. Now you take up your cross. Deny yourself. And fall. In other words, kill yourself. Allow yourself to be slaughtered. And take that cross up. Mm -hmm. That's what he's telling you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't do too good of a job at that, do we? We don't. You don't, you don't have to agree. Our life, like I said, that's a brick house. I mean, that's a brick building, right? It just judged itself, didn't it? Don't nobody else have to judge you. Your own actions do that quite well. Nobody else has to do that. That's why we don't waste our time in here judging nothing. The word does it. We just get a word. Now if the tree falls and you standing under it, you just hit. You just hit. The tree is not going to divert itself from the direction or the angle that it's falling. You got to get out money. You know what I mean? Or it will hit you. It will hit you. And it's a possibility that it will kill you too. And we don't want that. Now church, I'm going to say this. We're living in trying times. A lot of people are going through family issues. A lot of people are going through financial issues. A lot of people are going through health issues. And I know y'all ain't going to like what I'm about to say, but most of it comes from your own decisions and disobedience to good counsel. The Bible says, in the multitude of counsels, dwell safe. But because you don't take heed to the counsel that's given to you, your families are in jeopardy, your money is in jeopardy, your health is in jeopardy, your life is in jeopardy. But you keep trying God. You keep trying. But one time the mouse going to go out to play. I'll speak to myself too. One time the mouse going to go out to play and the old cat going to get him. 
the old cat going to get. See, God always gives us warnings along the way. But we don't believe Calhoun's a hook. No, we don't believe it, see. So what God has to do, God has to bring something on us that's going to shake us to our knees and break that rebellious witchcraft spirit that's in the church. That spirit of disobedience and rebellion. And the book of Samuel says that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. So when we rebel against good counsel, you know what happens? We become witches and warlords. Because it's witchcraft. Read. Read, read the book. Put it. First Samuel 15, 23. You read it. You read it. And if you fall into rebellion and disobedience, guess what? You're a witch. You're playing with, you, you, you're dealing in witchcraft. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Some of y'all look at me like I'm crazy. I know what's in this book. No, I ain't going to let you get away with that. No, no, you, you ain't going to go out here and tell a lie on me. I'm going to go out here and tell a lie on God. Uh, don't look at me like that. Yeah. <laughs> look at here. Are we there? First Samuel 15, 23. See, it's bad when you got to show you everything. I wouldn't have to show you everything if you read your Bible. <laughs> wouldn't have to do that. See? I can get more cover. <laughs> Verse 23, are we there? I still love y'all. Y'all gonna love me afterwards? Huh? Remember now, when I come out the pulpit, man, I'm just Larry again. Okay, y'all don't do that to me, man. I gotta do what I gotta do now. Don't be looking at me all crazy. Huh? I say, I gotta do what I gotta do. You know, so don't shoot me. Y'all don't be bringing no guns up in here. <laughs> Verse 23 say, for rebellion, look at here. Is as the sin of what? Now you see it, don't you? You, you thought I'd be lying to you. No, I don't believe that's in there. You believe it now? Mm -hmm. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of God, he hath also rejected thee from being wow. Woo. He wasn't just talking to Saul there. He made us kings and priests too. He's talking to us too. Amen? Give God some praise. Y'all give God some praise. <laughs> Woo. Come on up, sweetheart. You all have enjoyed um, um, the hour of urgency, the urgency of the hour, part two. Amen. Y'all enjoy, enjoyed the word. Amen. Did you receive the word? Amen. 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 We, when we talk about receiving the word, we're talking about the word of God. Amen. You just have the messenger just have to bring it. Amen. Uh, we do give uh, uh, CDs here free. We do not charge for CDs. We do not charge for the word of God. So we need to make sure we get a... Those that like to have a CD, we have it available for you. So I need to see a show of hands that would like to have a CD, which is free. Amen. Uh, so I can make sure that I do not uh, miscalculate for Chair Deacon. Um, 
Chair, I think I counted nine. You got eleven. See, I told you I, I miscalculated. He counted eleven. I, I got nine, but he's got eleven. So make sure you uh, made a uh, stay around long enough to to receive your your CD, because uh, I'm sure you're blessed by the word. I don't know if we have a part one back in the back available for someone that would like to have it. Um, we do. Uh, you can go on. You got two in the back. Okay. Uh, he did a part one uh, on the urgency of the hour last Sunday, so he had part two today. He's going to do a series. Um, you can go to uh, sermon.net.tv. Am I correct? HOD, HOD.sermon.net. Okay, you can, you can go to that and you'll be able to, to view uh, what's there. Uh, uh, and, and it's an awesome word, you know, it's great for your soul. Ain't that right, Miss D? She's just going with like that. Yeah. It's, it's a great word for your soul. Uh, we just thank and praise God. Amen. Uh, you all look beautiful. You, you're beautiful. Uh, we have uh, some extended family that's here with us today. Uh, uh, let's have someone here with you today. Well, bless the Lord. Would you like to stand? Would you like to stand and, and share a word with us? Praise God. Praise God. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. It's wonderful to be to be led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, I pray that you were able to receive something from the Word of God that would um, uh, enlighten, enhance, uh, um, to view even greater. Because this is an hour of urgency. There's so much going on in, in our world today. And it's, it's, it's very important. It's very important to have a now word. Amen. Yeah, I don't want to recycle word. I don't want something I heard 50 years ago. I need a now word for my now life. Amen. So we just thank and praise God. And we're honored by your presence. We thank you for following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Because when you follow him, you cannot go wrong. Amen. So we just thank and praise God for that. And it's good to see, uh, um, let me see if I can remember the name, the, uh, the gentleman in, in, uh, in the back uh, from Deacon Hill's friend. Uh, Tim, right? That's right. All right. All right. Uh, good to see you all here this morning. We just thank and praise God for you all being back with us today. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for them. Amen. Being an hour miss. Amen. And we also, uh, 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 Miss Paula. All uh, right. Miss Paula in the back. All right. We just thank and praise God for Miss Paula. Amen. Being with us today. Amen. Amen. And so we and we thank and praise God for Minister Melvin. He's a, he's our inspiration, y'all. He's in the house. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 Anytime we try to find an excuse not to make it to the uh, uh to be in fellowship with one another, 
we need to reflect on uh, on someone that has uh, pushed their way. You know, you know, met with some situations, and and now he, he let nothing uh, 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 keep him from the house of God. He has to really be in pain not to be here. So we just thank and praise God for Minister Melvin being in the house. And you know, with most folks, you know, with it raining the way it was raining this morning, they would have stayed at home. But th that didn't even cross his mind. He here, ran, ready to go. Um, we talking about you, Minister Melvin. He, he's ready to. <laughs> he's ready to go. He's wearing. So uh, we just thank and praise God for, for him being with us today. And we thank God for all of you. Amen. Amen. We know you've had some battles this week. But you know what? We are victorious. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 We thank, we thank God for the, for the youth, for the young men. Uh, I enjoyed them. I learned some things. Amen. Yeah. Oh, oh, David, he wants a hand clap of praise for them, the young men. <laughs> Amen. We talked about uh, poverty, and we talked that, that they need to go home and review Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 and 7, taking that lesson out of the end. I mean, poverty is a mindset, and so we're trying to move them, move them to where they need to be. Amen. And we sit down sometimes and talk to our children. We'll be amazed what they what they're saying, what they're thinking. Amen. I had to kind of put few of them had some savings in their mind, but some of them went spending big time. So I said, "Oh, come on back, come on back, put some money up, put some money up, got to have some up." Two kinds of poverty. We told them we're going to deal with both kinds, not only physical, but the spiritual poverty that deals with with the soul as well. So uh, do we have any prayer requests because we're going to be dismissed? And y'all y'all make sure you greet one another, embrace one another. Yes, Ms. Marshall. speak life in the name of Jesus. We speak life. He shall live and not die. Amen. All right. I'm, I heard part of it. Roger. Okay. We will. Yes. We will. Amen. We pray you can. All right. Now let's stand. We're going to be dismissed. Amen. 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 Okay, let's let's pray. Let's pray. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, we say thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to assemble here together, God. We thank you, Father God, for your word, Lord God. We thank you, God, for how you spoke, Lord God. And God, we, we know this is an hour of urgency, Father. So God, help us to live, Lord God, according to what you are speaking to us. We pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, 
for all the church family and those that are, are connected with the family, Lord God, the, the body of Christ. And Lord God, we thank you, God, because we know that you rule and you reign, God, and you are that supreme being, Father. And Lord God, we glorify your name, God. And Father God, we know that there's nothing too hard for you, God. And Father God, we come against that spirit of cancer right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Father God, we speak that it would drop from the root, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. And Lord, we thank you for it right now, God. For God, your word said by your stripes we are healed, God. So God, we stand on your word, Father God. And God, everyone that's been lifted up, Lord God, we pray, God, that you move on their behalf, Father God. Whatever is needed, Father God, the one that the doctor said they won't live, God, we declare life in the name of Jesus, that he shall live and not die, God. For time is not yet for him to end this life, God. So, God, we pray in Jesus' name that he, if he's not saved, God, that you would save him, Father God. And, Father God, we pray that everybody that you raise up, God, they will know that it's by your mighty hand. God, we thank you for it right now. And, Father God, we pray for those that are lost that don't know you, Father God. We pray, God, that you would intervene in their life, Father God, before it's everlasting too late, God. That they will come to know the, the precious name of Jesus. They will come to know who you are, God. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bind up the hand of the adversary right now, God. Everything that he's doing, everything he's trying to do, God, we know that it will be to no avail. We pray right now, God, for the strength of your people, Lord God. We pray for wisdom and knowledge and understanding, God. We pray for uh, uh, the spirit of obedience, Lord God. And we come against that spirit of rebellion right now, God, as is of witchcraft. We bind it up right now in the name of Jesus. And we send it back to the pits of hell from which it came. And Lord God, we thank you right now, God. We declare increase right now and sound wisdom and sound knowledge, God, into the people of God, Father God. And God, we thank you, God, for being our God, Father God. We pray, Father God, that your Holy Spirit will take the forefront, God, and we will be obedient to your Holy Spirit, that he will lead and guide us in the path of all righteousness, Father God. And Lord, we thank you for it right now, God. And bless those that have come and have assembled here, God. God, let this be a glorious week for them, God. And so, God, we say thank you right now, and we praise your holy and righteous name. In Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. Amen and amen and amen. Y'all embrace one another. Amen. One more happy birthday on August the 28th. Amen. Doc, raise your hand, Doc. Doc, Doc has a birthday. Amen. So let's wish, let's wish Doc a happy birthday. Amen. Amen. Praise God.